Earlier this month, the first week of October, we held a Wild at Heart boot camp that was unlike any we've ever done before. For the first time, all 450 men were first-timers. None of them had ever been to a Wild at Heart boot camp with our team in the mountains of Colorado. It was an amazing experience, and I found myself wishing you could hear what John was saying to these men in the sessions. Welcome to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. I'm Alan Arnold, and what we have for you today is a message that John gave these men in the final session. It was basically his closing words, and in it, he was telling them, if I were you heading back into my world, here's what I would do. Whether you're listening, male or female, this advice is powerful and needed. It's how to stay in this message, how to navigate this message with our spouses, with our children, with our church, with God. What does it look like to stay in this message as a way of life? The spirit of this last session is going back and just some counsel and some direction, some advice in different categories, wives, children, just work, you know. Jeremiah, let's put that verse up, Alex. Stand at the crossroads. Ask for the ancient paths. Where is the good way? And walk in it. You will find rest for your souls. The world has gone absolutely mad, my brothers. Most of you live and work and move in Babylon. It is gnarly out there. And what we have put before you is not a fad, as you know. Many of you have been walking with us for a long time. This was just your first camp. This isn't a fad. This isn't a, you know, kind of the next cool thing. We are, we are describing the ancient past. This is a way of life. And what I want to say with absolute assurance to you is everything that you have heard or seen or observed here, all of this is available. We, we were just regular guys like you and found our way into this. And God drew us in. We, we walked through the wardrobe door and, and found ourselves in an entire world, in an entire kingdom. So this isn't a fad. This isn't the next thing. This is a way of life. These are the ancient paths, okay? And this is all available. Every bit's available. Um, we were moved as we were uh, talking um, beforehand, it, it, there, there may be a couple of guys here who have not yet walked through the wardrobe door, who have not yet opened your heart really to Jesus. And it would be tragedy upon heartache if you left this place without doing that. So if you're halfway in if you've never opened your heart to Jesus, I'm just going to pray right now, and you can pray along with me, all right? Jesus, I'm not sure about everything, but I know this much. I need you. I need you, and I want a life in you. I want my heart 
I want restoration. I need good friends. I need healing in my relationships. I, I need God. I need your help, God. And so, Jesus, I open my heart to you. I want in. I want in. And I open my heart and I open my soul and I receive from you the rescue, the rescue of my life, the victory against the hatred set against me in the world, the evil out there. Lord Jesus, I receive you. Come, come into my soul, come into my heart and make your home here that you and I would become very close friends. In your name I pray, amen. Um, If I could give you two words this morning, the words are momentum and inevitable. Momentum and inevitable. As you think about going back, you want to continue with the momentum, seize the momentum of this. You know you're going to get back, and there's going to be flat tires and bounce checks and issues at work. And, you know, the enemy will try and come in and create chaos or crisis. Um, you know what that is now. You can pray against it, you know, break the agreements, all that. Keep with the momentum, build a momentum in your life in this direction. Okay, because over time, as you take more and more ground, little by little than all at once, there is an inevitability to it. There's an inevitability to it. Like, there's no stopping you. There's no stopping your life with God. As you recover more and more ground, the momentum becomes inevitability. And the inevitability is the weight of your impact in the world. It's redemption, it's joy, it's life. Yes, it's, it's new trajectory for many of you. It's callings that suddenly open up. It's opportunities, it's new relationships, right? There's a, there's a momentum you can build into your life in this direction if you'll take this seriously. And over time, and even from this weekend, there is an inevitability. Like, you're ruined, man. <laughs> and you're welcome. We have ruined you for the ordinary. We have ruined you for the ordinary. Brett and I used to laugh about that, that our counseling practice ruined people for church. And by that, we meant churchianity, right? We believe very deeply in church and faith experiences and the sacraments and all of that. Believe very deeply in that. But as you know, there's a counterfeit version out there that's totally unhelpful. Okay, so if I were you, If I were you, here's my list. If I were you, I would take my restoration very seriously. So what will you do? What is the next thing you'll do? Just one thing. You don't have to have this whole life plan. One thing. What is the next thing you'll do to continue the momentum of wholeheartedness? of restoration, of taking more ground in your life. What will you do? I recommended the field manual. If you haven't done that, or it's been you know, five years since you've done that, that's a great start. That's a great place to go. Take it with you, you know, to work. Do it on your lunches, right? Or get up early in the morning and, and give it 45 minutes or wherever you can get it into your life. I'd do that. If I were you, I mentioned that if you've done that, 
fathered by God would be, um, would be a good next step. And, and there's a study guide, a thing with that. Killing lions if you're a younger man. And there's a set of videos that go with that. <clears throat> Some of you um, might want to just go right back through this. As Sam uh, was saying last night in our panel, he, he went home with that note-taking guide and he just went back through it, praying through it. That would be a really good idea. So it doesn't just go on the shelf and, uh, and then nothing happens, like staying with the momentum. What will you do? Do something, pick one thing. Some of you, um, it'd be really good to go get some counseling. Every member of our team has at some point been through counseling, and some of us have done it several times. Um, because often you just need to bring your story to someone else. And, and there are many of you for whom some pretty significant things surfaced this weekend. Childhood trauma, memories, um, grief. It would be good to go sit with a Christian therapist for a couple of months. And so I, I strongly encourage that if, if that's kind of where you're at, you're like, oh man, I need some guidance. I need some help with this. Please go get that. Please go find that. And you can get on our website on the Allies Network and look up and see if there's a counselor in your area working from this framework. Um, also the Allender Center uh, at the Seattle School Dan Allender's program, they have a place where you can look up counselors as well. Um, Jesus will guide you. Take your restoration seriously. Um, I mentioned before, if I could give you one thing, learning to hear the voice of God, that would be really wise. That would be really wise. That over the next year, one of the things you do is, I want to cultivate my ability to hear the voice of God. Because you've got a ton of questions now, we all do, and new questions will present themselves, and you're a son. You're a friend of Jesus. You have help, okay? If you ask, if you ask, and if you learn to listen, I would do that. If I were you, I would not walk alone. I would not walk alone. The enemy's plan from the beginning, right back there in the garden, is divide and conquer, trying to split us off from relationships and get us isolated and then take us out. And too many of us men choose isolation. Now, I'm going to speak to those, you don't want isolation, but a lot of us have got to kind of repent of isolation and repent of independence and self-sufficiency. Um, that's, that's false masculinity. That's the, that's the poser stuff. We reflected a little bit on the panel last night. What do you do? Well, ask. Start just by praying. I was talking to a beautiful young man here this morning, and just, um, he just began by praying. God, I, I don't have anybody in my world that, that likes this, wants this. I need a couple brothers. And so far, God has brought him one man. That's good. Two is better than one, right? That's good. And so just begin to pray, God, who do you have for me? And then if I, if I were you, I'd kind of chum the waters. I, if you have a couple guys who are maybes, I'd give them wild at heart. See if they bite, right? And, and, and it's really helpful because you want to know what his reaction is to it. If he comes back and goes, yeah, that's not for me, do not waste your time on that guy, right? You're looking for allies. And let me, let me clarify, there's a very big difference between men who are your 
brothers, your peers, your friends, comrades, and men who are your mission, right? If you're, you know, guys that you're going after, God bless you. That's what this is all about. We're here to, to, to rescue hearts and lives, but that's different than having a peer, somebody that can really be, you know, shoulder to shoulder with you. Pray about it. Chum the waters. Maybe if it's younger guys, give them man sons, give them the journal and see if they react, see if they respond. And then I would do, I'd do a basic. Um, and a number of you have told me stories about this, where you, six guys, six guys, all you're doing right now is you are looking for a couple of men who really want to, to, to live like this and be in a foxhole together and get, you know, guard each other's backs. Put, put on a basic, invite just a small group of guys and see. Out of that basic, maybe one, maybe two, we'll get some traction. You go, okay, let's let, why don't we form a little group here and, and see if this uh, carries on, okay? Don't walk alone. You are going back into a world at war. And I think, um, I think that's very, very clear to you. I hope that it's more clear. I hope your radar is really going, oh my goodness, so much of what I just thought was me and my struggles or it was just irreconcilable things with my wife. I'm now recognizing, holy cow, this is the fight. This is the war. So much frustration in finding my calling, so much difficulty in getting breakthrough in my life, those historic agreements that we were talking about, the way they define your story. Oh my gosh, I got clarity on that now. So you're going back into a world at war. If I were you, if I were you, I would pray the daily prayer. Um, We put it in your packet, it's on our app. Um, it's also on our website. You can get the audio version on the app and just listen along. In fact, on the app, there's a whole bunch of prayers. There's a bedtime prayer. If sleep is an issue for you, there's prayer for further inner healing. The, the praying that we did through sexual brokenness, that's on the app. The Ransom Heart app, it's free. Go on the app store and, and get that on your phone. I would pray the daily prayer for a while. I, I would just give it two weeks. Just do this for me, because I'm concerned for you, okay? I care for you. Give it two weeks. Just pray the daily prayer every day for two weeks, and you can get, get the audio version and just pray right along with me. Pray for two weeks and see if it's beginning to work, because the amazing thing is it, you're going to dig it. Like, it, it just whew, it clears the fog, and it pushes back the darkness, and it aligns you into the truth, and you're like, whoa, I'm... I'm doing better. I'm feeling better. That wasn't me. I, wasn't, I, I thought I was just under a funk, and I'm not. And, and so if I were you, I'd do that. Um, if I were you, in the category of the war, I'd be very aware of agreements right now, going back. And in fact, what are the agreements you're being tempted to make about going back, Right? Agreements like, oh man, this is going to be rough. Like, ooh, I don't know. You know, well, no, 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 no. No agreements with fear. No, no agreements with intimidation. No agreements with isolation. I'll not, there's nobody in my world. It's, I'm not, I'm not even going to pray. There's nobody in my world. That's an agreement. Okay, so we're just going to pause for a moment and say, Jesus, right here, right now, what are the agreements that I'm making about going back or that I'm being tempted to make going back? What are the agreements 
that I'm making or I'm tempted to make going back. Expose that, Lord. Expose it now. Expose it when I get in my car or on the shuttle. Expose it while I'm on my flight or as I'm driving home. Expose the agreements about going back. Okay? And you know what to do with those now. I break those agreements or I refuse to make them. Okay, so Jesus is playful and, and, and uh, he revealed mine as I just asked the question. Mine is, I'm going to get creamed. <laughs> uh, we, we suffer a, a little bit of opposition for doing this, as you can imagine, spiritually. And, and like, no, no, no agreement with that. No, I reject that. Nope, I'm not gonna, no, that's not true. So heads up, guys, heads up, you're going back. Now, um, this experience in many ways, it is the wardrobe door. It's in, into Narnia, right? It's the, it's the doorway into a whole world and a whole kingdom and a whole life and richness and beauty and redemption and God, this friendship with God that's just irreplaceable. Nothing in the world can replace it. Um, but this is also, as you have experienced and as you know, this is, this is introductory, it really is. There, there is a wealth of... Um, and the warfare pieces that we've given you are introductory. In fairness to you, I need to give you a few more mature things right now. I need to give you a couple more heads up. So there are two forces that have been released on the earth uh, from the kingdom of darkness that are absolutely rampaging. And they are death and hatred. Suicide has absolutely skyrocketed in the world and in the U.S. Um, death, uh, uh, anyway, death and hatred. Um, they are very gnarly and you do not want to live under them. And so the way we are praying right now for hatred, the way we are praying is, I command the love of God against all forms of hatred that are coming against me and my household. I bring the love of God, I am enforcing it. This is, this is you ruling. This is you being a warrior and a king. I enforce the love of God in my kingdom. I enforce the love of God in my home, in my family, over my kids, my job. That's all under your authority. I enforce the love of God against all hatred coming against us. And, and it's not primarily people. I'm talking about Demons, foul spirits, darkness, the enemy, the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The love of God against it. And you're going to be amazed. Your heart's going to go, oh, whoa, I feel better. I feel better. I didn't know I was under it. As for death, I bring the river of life. The river of life. Ezekiel saw it flowing from under the throne of God. And then John sees it again in John uh, 21. The river of life. It is literally the life of God flowing to his people. Okay, I bring the river of life over my life. I bring the river of life over my home, my family, my household. I bring the river of life as our shield right now from death in this hour on the earth. Not in my kingdom, okay? Not in my domain. The river of life and the love of God. They're, lo they're wonderful things to pray, and, and, and we're just praying them as shields. You don't have to get in a big fight with these guys. I don't recommend you do. But as a shield over you, over your personal life, over your household kingdom, 
love and life. I bring the love of God and the life of God. Okay? Um, the river of life. The prayer for it. You know what? On the app, there is something called the life prayer. Pray that. Yep. Um, okay, so let me give you a couple, a couple of relational categories. Wives, children, dads. Um, let, me, let me take the easy one first, dads. Um, because a number of you are going, whoa, like my dad's still alive. Like, do I, do I go back and try and reconcile? Do I seek for some fathering there? Do I, I'd love to bring him into this. And, and this is where a conversational relationship with God is irreplaceable. Because my answer is, I don't know. It depends. Where is he at? What kind of man is he? You've got to be very careful right now. Uh, among other things, you do not want to rush the field to like change all your relationships. Everything's going to change. Whoa, hang on there. Remember Morgan's thing? I fought bravely and died quickly. Um, you don't want that to happen. So I would say, I would, just two things about, do I go back to my dad? Go, well, you know him. Does he have ears to hear? Is he a receptive kind of guy? And then the second thing goes right with it. My question to you is, well, what's your motive? What's your motive going back? If you're trying to go back to say, do you know what you did to me? Do you know, how, you know, nope, not a good motive. Do not go back to set him straight. Don't go back to bust him or tell him his failures. It's not a good motive. Well, it, it won't go well, Okay. Do you have ears to hear? Is your motive love? Are you seeking reconciliation? Pray. Pray about it. Ask Jesus. Because there is a timing to these things. And, and we, had a, we had a very close ally um, go home and he prayed. He prayed for an entire year before he reached out to his dad. He was estranged from his dad. His dad had left. And he prayed for an entire year. He was in his 30s. And after a year, Jesus said, okay, the timing's now. Now it's good reach out to him. And he wrote him a letter, sent him wild at heart, said, hey, I, I've been reading this. It's really been meaningful to me. I was thinking it might be meaningful to you too. And would you like to have coffee? Would you like to have lunch? And it was, a, it was an act towards reconciliation. And they did. There, there was reconciliation there. Guys, don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait for him to say he's sorry. Don't wait for him to say he's sorry. Forgive him now. Forgive him now. You can be settled in your heart with it. So that when my alcoholic dad finally called me back, out of the blue one day, he called me. Oh, I'm going to weep. He called me. And he apologized. Out of the blue. I have no idea what prompted him. He called me and he apologized. And what was so good was in my heart, I had already forgiven him. And, and so I wasn't blown away or sideswiped by it. I could just say, Dad, I forgave you. I forgave you a long time ago. We're good. We're good. Now, there wasn't much of a relationship there, frankly. He didn't have a lot to offer. I have a father. I, see, the motive is I'm seeking my fathering from my father. Um, but maybe there's some redemption. Ask God. Ask God about that. Um, what about wives? My word to you there is gently. <laughs> Fellas, gently. Okay, you do not want to go home and go, honey, pew, 
I can't believe it. Like everything is going to change. That, that is the last thing a woman wants to hear. Okay. Is your big plans for total renovation. All right. Gently, gently. Now, let me tell you, she's going to want to know what happened. Absolutely. And, and it's very, very beautiful and romantic. She, the main thing she wants is access to your heart. And so share with her gently a few things that took place here this weekend. But don't like back up the truck and just dump the entire four days on her. And then when there was this, and then there were these agreements, and oh my God, there was this thing. That, you know. Gently, gently. Women like to be invited. Have you noticed that? They like to be invited into things. So invite her into your experience and go, oh my gosh, I... I've got so much I want to share. Let me just pick a couple things right now, and then maybe over the next few weeks, I can kind of unpack some of my experience. That just feels kinder, right, gentler. Um, If she is receptive, I would get her captivating um, or... um, uh, Becoming Myself is another book that Stacy did. There's the audio and the video of the Captivating Conference. I mean, obviously you want to get her to a Captivating, but there isn't one in the U.S. for quite a while because our next one is um, in Wales, in the U.K. next spring. Um, but gently, kindly invite her into this way of looking at the gospel and this way of looking at the heart and this way. Now, frankly, some of you... Um, your first step is you, you have some apologies to make. You, and and uh, to go back and say, I, um, I saw some things this weekend about myself and I'm really sorry. Would you forgive me for, and then be specific, mowing you down, not giving you a voice, always forcing you into my agenda, asking you to keep up with my pace, you know, whatever it is, like be very specific. Before you share anything about where you'd like your relationship to go, you may just have some forgiveness to ask, okay? Um, A woman's worst fear is abandonment. A man's worst fear is failure. And so be very careful that you don't send messages of abandonment to her. Me and my brothers now, we're going to do basic. We're going to do this thing. We're going to go after And, you know, she hears your plan to go live your adventure without her. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. There's a hundred other questions in here about reconciliation and broken relationships. And um, there is a lot more on the White Album There's a second half to that talk that I didn't have time to give about loving women, and and that. Um, So I'd listen to that. There's some good counsel on that, Um, but you have God. Ask God. Ask God what you should do. Uh, Children, sons and daughters. It depends on how old they are. Depends on how old they are. Young kids. You know, I'm talking under the age of like nine. Um, You don't go back and like unpack the mysteries of the human heart and honey, daddy is like so sorry for, you know, all the pain that I've caused you and that sort of thing. You just simply repent and just love them now. Just love them now. Don't ask them to be adults processing your stuff, okay? But older kids, right? High school, teenage years, college, uh, you know, 35-year-old children, 45-year-old children, They are adults, 
And they do have the apparatus to process some things. And, and you may want to go back and ask forgiveness and say, I, um, I missed your heart and I see it now and I'm really sorry and I want to be a better dad. Um, to adult children, you want to be really courageous? Adult children, I'm talking out of the home, independent adult lives. You go to them or you write them a letter and you ask them, what was it like to have me as a dad? And you let them put their own words to it before you ask forgiveness. Because my dad blew it with my sisters. He, he, he had some awareness that he had really screwed things up. And he wrote them a letter and his letter was short and all it said was, I'm sorry for whatever I did. That's not an apology. That's more wounding. That's more wounding. And so older adult children, ask them, what was it like to have me as a dad? And you listen and then you don't defend yourself. You say, I hear you. I get it. I'm really sorry. But old and young, can I say, what the real action is, is simply pursue them now. Pursue them now. Pursue their hearts. Well, you still got kids in the house? Pursue their hearts. What are they interested in? Go there, right? Pursue their hearts. Okay, adult children, till the day you die, something in their heart will want to be pursued by you. I guarantee you. I guarantee it. Really. Okay, pursue them now. Make phone calls. Send notes, right? Send a birthday present with a note from you saying, hey, I've just been thinking about you. Love you, dad. Just begin to pursue. And, and as for wives, that's the thing I meant to say. Uh, Mark had a great word for me as we were walking out. He said, you know, I got home and I, I did the data dump on my wife. I just, you know, dropped this whole thing on her. And, and he, she said, well, that's fine for you. And what she needs to see, let her see it in your life first. Let her see the changes, right? Because that's going to be very winsome. Let her see the changes. Okay? Live it out. Live it out before her. Let me just stop and say, Father, what are you saying? <laughs> I love you. I love you, God. He, he said, I've got you. I've got you. Okay? You're okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. All right? You're going to be okay. God has got you. All right? I've got you. Anything else, Father? <laughs> be careful. Be careful. He knows what kind of world you're going back to. Be wise, right? Be cunning. Don't, don't be a fool. Don't go back and throw grenades into your world and blow everything up, you know? Don't go back and quit your job. Don't go back and leave your wife. Men have, men have used wild at heart to do some really dumb things. And I'm serious. I'm serious. Here were the two letters we got last week. One was a heartbreaking letter from a woman we had done a conference in Australia. Her adult son and, and her husband came. Son loved it. Husband left her 
for another a, a woman 20 years younger because he felt alive with her and his wild heart was coming out. That's total, total crap. That is not how a real man lives. Wild at heart is not permission for you to go be a narcissist, okay? So you want to hear the other one? You want to hear the other letter? The other letter was a Lulu. The other letter was from another woman who her husband found somewhere in Wild at Heart permission to be a polygamist. So guys, don't go back and throw grenades into your world. Don't go back and blow stuff up. Yeah, Father, anything else? I love you. That's what your father says. I love you. I love you. The temptation is to say something profound or dramatic at this point. I will simply be honest with you. The hour is very late. Evil is rampaging on the earth. There are so many people to be rescued. The only safe place is all in. Don't dink around with your life. The only safe place is totally in with Jesus and your Father, Holy Spirit, and the advancing of the kingdom. These are the ancient paths. Walk in it. You'll find rest for your souls, and you will rescue a lot of people. Jesus, Father, Holy Spirit, there are no adequate words for what you have done. But I receive again, right now, the victory of the cross. Your suffering, your sacrifice, you took it for me. And the cross breaks the power and the hold of the enemy on my life, and it also breaks the power and the hold of the poser. I receive you, Jesus your death, your resurrection as my life, your ascension as the authority by which I can govern my world and rule. We join together as a company of men to send the kingdom of God before us in our return. We bring the river of life over us and around us, through us and beneath us on every side. We bring the love of God as our shield in this hour. And we send your life and love and your kingdom before us as we go back to our worlds in travel today and in flights, in the re-entry into our worlds. We send your love and your life and your kingdom against retaliation, against thievery, against confusion or dismissal Jesus, I'm in. I'm yours. I align with you, Jesus. Fill me with your love. Fill me with your strength. Fill me with your integrity, with your courage, with your playfulness and your sense of humor. Jesus, I choose alignment with you. Show me now Show me the way I should go. 
you are my guide. And as I go back, Jesus, help me navigate my world. I align with you. And we declare the kingdom of God here and the victory of Jesus Christ. Jesus, I want my whole heart back. I want my whole heart back. I want my life back. In your name, we thank you. We thank you for this weekend and we thank you, Jesus, for what you are still going to do. We love you, God. Amen. 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 Guys, one thing. We will either see you on the battlefield or we'll see you at the feast. Love you all. You've been listening to John Eldridge in his closing session at our Wild at Heart Boot Camp earlier this month. I hope the words and the encouragement resonated with you at whatever stage of life you're in, male or female, because what he's revealing is how we can stay in this message of freedom and of hope and an awakened heart and intimacy with God as a way of life. Now, in the session, he mentions basic. If you're a guy listening to this and would love to invite the men in your community to a Wild at Heart Bootcamp experience, you can do that. Simply go to www.wildatheartbasic.com and you'll find the tools, the videos, the instructions on how to hold a Wild at Heart boot camp in your part of the world. So check that out. I'm Alan Arnold, and we'll see you back here next week on the Ransomed Heart Podcast.